what's going on people uh for those of you who follow me on social media uh i i jump on this uh this show every now and then called big buck and empire and uh, have discussions uh, political discussions and uh one of those people that i have discussions with is the phil koe he joins the show tonight and uh well i mean you're listening to this so it's just whenever you listen to it so it's not going to be tonight but <laughs> he joins the show we have a great conversation we uh have many many wonderful laughs on the politicians uh <laughs> expense at their expense so uh i hope you enjoy uh, it was a lot of fun and phil answered the dad questions and that alone is worth the price of admission all right all right folks uh don't forget to hit me up brendan at dads ww.com thanks for listening dads worldwide Why? the first word in family management family budgeting insurance bills food vacations research and development homework emails phone calls last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car security Doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set, fingerless gloves, dads worldwide, loyal listeners, possibly you. Crack every knuckle before you get get into the fight. (laughs) (laughs) No fight here, Phil, all friends. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide, and tonight, you may recognize him from, what was it, two years ago? Yeah, it had to be two years ago, from the election night... I mean, battle royale that we had. Phil KOE, welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for having me here, Brendan. Right here at Dad's Worldwide, Dad's Intercontinental, Dad's uh, <laughs> a little bit here, Intergalactic. A, little bit there, a little bit everywhere. An amazing podcast, but it is I, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man that makes the other podcast cower, the prince and potentate of the political parlance, the lord of the Scottish Highlands, and one damn handsome man, if I do say so myself, your king of extreme, Phil KOE. You can find me, of course, at KOE Nation on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. That is a is in king o is in oh my god you can find kiwi nation on youtube tiktok and twitch e is in i'm extremely happy to know i can find kiwi nation on youtube tiktok and twitch so yes folks all very on brand and i have returned here this evening to dad's inner ballistic intercontinental <laughs> international foreign and domestic folks it is a pleasure to be here thank you god bless every last one of you god bless america and i'm looking forward to this amazing evening thank you sir and uh last time we had you on because we were doing uh this debate i thought it was going to be more of a discussion ended up being a debate uh i didn't get to ask you the dad question so i'm going to start off you have one correct yes one 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 daughter all right yep well god help me dad yeah i know i have a three-year-old and i'm like oh my god oh, <laughs> and boy, how old's hey. your daughter 13 <laughs> yep. i don't i don't look Get forward ready. to that i know i know i would never make fun of you i would never laugh at you i would only look at my future yeah these kids they grow like corn stalks you like blink a few times and I what, know. What, what, what happened like i have a 10 year old i'm like blown i'm blown away every time i see him he's getting he's gonna be taller than i am so it's it's one of the things like why i try to be kind of chill as a parent because like they're not gonna be this little for all that long anyways it, i so, mean that's why i'm trying to spend as much time as possible with them 
So mm-hmm. I, I joke, I joke, but it, you know, I say that I hang out with them now because they like me right now. So, you know, and so, yep. and I hope that's, I hope that's not far from the truth when they get older, but. Yep. Yep. Because like, even at this age, I'm still hero dad, you know, like yeah. she's, she yeah. doesn't hate me so yeah. it's like I'm, i've done something right all right it's <laughs> usually around the age where teenagers start to hate at least one of their parents yep. so we'll see what happens hopefully i can hopefully i can get through this but like we'll, let me knock on wood now and i'll report back to y'all in a few years see how that's going um <laughs> all right well so, i'm rooting for you question here one, sir. question I'm one i'm curious what has been your proudest dad moment hmm. i know there's a lot okay um I know this is cheating. I know this is cheating, but I have to do this. It's a tie. It is a tie. All right. Um, one was when she was seven, and she had never seen Star Wars. Had no idea what Star Wars even was. Yep. And we watched the first movie on, like, a Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we watched the second movie. And she's got, I think she had, like, kindergarten, maybe first or second grade. I forget which one but really, really young kiddo. And we watched the second movie and there's a scene where Obi-Wan never told you. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. And he goes, no, I am your father. (laughs) My daughter goes, turns to me, is that true? And like, and then when Luke sells it, no, she knows it's true. And it's just like, oh my goodness. I'm like, yes, look at that shit. I just made your childhood magical, motherfucker. Like I didn't say it exactly like that. You know, sprinkle more, you know, tacked on oh, yeah, it than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one came much more recently was, um, oh, and by the way, with uh, that one, she then looked at me, it was like 11 o'clock clock at night she's like dad can we watch the third movie I'm like fuck yes we're watching the third movie right now pop it in she fell asleep like 30 seconds after the credits hit on the third movie and i'm like yes look at that shit i mean to be fair the credits are quite long on those movies so yes yeah, yes but yeah, you know yeah. the minute ba-da, da-da, da-da, <laughs> yeah. out oh. so she, she stayed awake to the very last scene and then out 30 seconds later i'm like yeah. nice well done yeah and then uh so that one from when she was very young uh as she's been gotten older um my daughter and i we have uh differences in philosophy in politics in political philosophy and just general like everything uh, from theology there's differences that we have and she was kind of nervous about expressing them because from a lot of other members of her family differences like that are just not tolerated and so mm. she thought she was going to get the same from me and i was like no no i I'm your father. It is my responsibility to deliver you to a healthy adulthood. It's not my job to police what it is you think. I care about the epistemology and how you are able to properly form a good rational thought. I don't, it's not my job to police what the contents of your mind are. And after that, we had a really good catharsis and after that like we talk about everything like and like it's great having this kind of like ability to like she trusts me with pieces of her life that normally like 
a lot of fathers don't get to hear because they're like, no, I like, I'm not going to judge you because you think X, Y, or Z. Okay. And so that, when we reached that catharsis, when she knew she could trust me with even thoughts that like, she's not allowed to entertain in other areas. That was one of my proudest moments as a father. That's awesome, man. Like that's a way to teach your kid how to critically think about things, you know, allowing them to free express, maybe correct them here and there, but like, you know, allowing them to talk or or Mm -hmm. letting, you know, and then them willing to share is that's phenomenal, man. That's awesome. Yep. I'm like, yeah. don't get me wrong. There are times I'm like, mm, yeah, that doesn't, that's not going to work. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> it's like, why? And, but like, what I do a lot is a question that I use is, what do you mean by that? And I don't just yeah. do that like with her, but I do that like in the wider area of like in all the places that I go on these different varying panels. When I have guests on KOE Nation on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch, uh, come on, I'm never above shameless self promotion. <laughs> but, um, I rather than like, how do you define that? Which is kind of the standard question of the day. People ask you, how do you define that? Which sounds so confrontational and almost like kind of courtroomy. Um, like when you ask, what do you mean by that? Like you actually kind of drill down to what's actually trying to be discussed here. And that's when you can get some. Oh yeah. Of course you're, answers. you're, you're forcing them to justify their reason. You know, you're forcing yeah. them to really think about why they came to that conclusion and try to have them drill it down to a logical conclusion. So, yeah, I think that that's great. That's a great question to ask. Yeah, but like I said, like, how do you define that versus what do you mean by that? It's almost the same question, but yeah. one is way less confrontational. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good way, like, especially when, like, a kid, you're trying to help her, like, you know, get to a certain point and like, I'm not trying to guide you there, but I'm trying to like, okay, so what do you mean by that? So why is that? Like, and so I I would say we probably both moderate our views a little bit when we're around each other, but (laughs) at the same time, we're both trying to understand the other. Absolutely. Awesome. That is great. All right. Uh, second question here. Let's go with, um, Hmm. Bring what, it on. What is one skill that you'd like to master? One skill that I would like to master that I currently don't. My God. Um, I don't know. I mean, gonna being be tough. a jack this of is, all trades is and every be, I knew you were single say thing that. that I apply myself at. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, I guess um, I'd like to bone up a little bit more on the piano okay i used to play guitar a lot back in the day and bass guitar and such um piano and like this is gonna sound like so weird but like i've always really loved a harpsichord like i know it's not a very popular uh, instrument these days but like a harpsichord like a piano like my grandma had a great piano uh, but it also had a pedal where it could become like a harpsichord And so without that pedal, it would have these long haunting notes (laughs) with the harpsichord. It was just immediate and you got the complete fullness of the note up front. And so to me, I really always. And so to me, I never got as deep into piano as I could have because life. So that's one thing. uh, If I were to advance one skill greater in life it'd probably be something along the lines of piano or uh, like my old man he's an amazing he's an electrician carpenter welder uh, i probably need to ask him a few more electrician questions 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, yeah, when you're a farmer, man, you have to be all those yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, like, he's taught me his secret sauce to welding. So, like, that's, that's invaluable because he kind of combines carpentry and welding, which is kind of the way he builds things. Like, you know, like... <laughs> Did Kingdom you just dovetail join that? thing that breaks these welds apart. So, yeah. did you just dovetail join that? What is going on? Yeah, 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 and yeah, he'll make sure it's all measured properly. And like, <laughs> taught me all this while we were building a chicken tractor. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, th- those are the kind of skills because to me, I, I I was even just telling this to my daughter the other day that in ter- you're you can strive if you want to be like say the best welder in the world or if you want to be the best like baton twirler in the world or whatever whatever the thing is you can strive to be that but there's only one person that can be the best welder in the world there's only one person that can be the best swimmer in the world there's only one person that can be the best x y or z in the world but if you work on a talent stack if you have a unique (laughs) stack of talents that makes you invaluable to almost any organization because guess what the world's greatest welder can all like the new york stock exchange don't give a fuck (laughs) about the world's greatest welder they just don't care uh so that's you know in terms of skills that's something i always kind of emphasize is make sure you've got an excellent talent stack yeah and then you know world beating the path to your door and such there you go. Well, that leads me to my my next question, actually, which was, what was the uh, most important thing your dad has passed on to you? Boy, howdy. Gosh, that's a tough one. Um, like, other than work ethic, your hand is never too big for a broom or a hammer. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Uh, honesty you need to actually have integrity or people aren't going to give a damn about you it took me a second to remember this because this was because i wanted to get the quote exact exactly right this is a lesson that my grandfather taught my father who taught this to me and he learned it from his father okay so this is family wisdom that's gotten us through four generations and it's rang true as from the moment I heard it to this very moment that I, you hear it from me now, it can take a lifetime to build a good reputation and you can blow it all in a minute. Yep. Okay. And so like, that's your integrity and your reputation is an actual possession and so that's like it it can be taken from you it can be destroyed by yourself and yes it can even be bought and sold and so that's uh, it like it or not like yeah we know we we can all think off the top of our heads at least three people that they sold that integrity down the river because (laughs) the paycheck was big enough okay like but yeah so it can take you a lifetime to build that good reputation but it can all be gone in a moment. And then also, I mean, just like basic stuff, like a killing frost is uh, at least five hours of 28 degrees. And then the live <laughs> embryos of the seeds that you're trying to grow for seed crop for next year aren't going to make it if they've been exposed to five hours of 20. Like I could keep going. Like my father <laughs> taught me so much that I know in this life. I mean, how to read a balance sheet, the, the fact that a lot of idiots think that 
profit and loss is the most important two numbers to look at in a company. No, 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 no. Even it, a good company can come back from a bad year. It's assets and liabilities. Those yep. are the two big numbers. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and, and so how to deal with bankers, how to like, I, I mean, like the list goes really fucking long. How to, you know, uh, Kernel of corn should probably be planted about two knuckles deep. I know, super scientific, but that's actually how we measure. <laughs> like, okay, it's two knuckles deep. That's good enough. So that's like a w- most important thing. Well, my you, you guys don't. Me. You guys don't hand plant. You guys have like. No, we've planting. got like actual planters, but when we get out and dig behind them yeah. to see how they're planting, we yeah, make yeah. sure they're two knuckles deep. Uh, Otherwise, gotcha. they're I not gotcha. planting properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like even the, like just your finger, our finger is still the measurement. Um, That's awesome. Like, like I I could go on and on. Like what's the, but like I said, the most. No, no, we got thing, more questions. We got more questions. <laughs> like, oh, I was about to say I can filibuster you. I mean, I'm I am the filibuster Phil. Yeah. But yes, I I think. Uh, the reputation thing that's probably the most important thing yeah that's huge i it took me a while to learn that (laughs) um all right not that i was that bad i just yeah one or two incidents i wish i could change you know all right uh oh if you don't make it to the end of this life with if you make it to the end of this life with no regrets you did not really live yeah yeah seriously right that's what when people say that to me like i don't regret anything i've done i'm like really like not not like one thing you've had on this earth (laughs) i was like like, no you should have a handful of regrets i was gonna say i could think of quite a few i I could take if i would take back if i could (laughs) i mean you took some risks in this life yeah uh Uh, what's one childish thing that you still enjoy to do okay um Full disclosure, it's uh, something that me and the kiddo like still do is, um, and she's got this big old Lego tower that she's building on. Yeah. And she keeps building up and up and up on it. And actually, hang on just one second. I'm going to grab it real quick. It's right there. Hang on. All right. For those of you only listening to the podcast, Phil is out of camera getting a tower. Oh, geez. There we go. Yeah. That's... So yeah, she will just keep building on this thing and building up and up and up <laughs> yeah. on it. And it's a big son of a bitch. And while she's doing this, I'll like, you know, be clicking on my computer, talking with her, and sometimes even throw a piece or two on here with her. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And we will talk life and truth and just all kinds of just craziness. Uh and it's like she this is this isn't what we do all the time, but like this has been like three months of just like putting a few pieces on and we're just talking about like, you know, God, religion. We're talking about human courtship, talking about like any kinds of crazy shit. Like it's, it's so, and I don't know if it's childish or just like me letting her. And what's funny is like, I took a bucket of some of them for my dad's house, which my grandma bought for him back in the fifties and sixties. So there's some pieces in here that are from the 1950s and 1960s and some that I bought for her like in 2012. So it's kind of funny. That's all together right there. Oh, that's awesome. That's, uh, it's great that it's, yeah, something you guys are doing together. So, yep, that's, uh, 
that if you want like one childish thing that I still participate in, it would probably that would be the number one thing. Nice, nice. All right. Uh what's the one thing you hope your child learns from you? Uh very much the same lesson about your reputation. Yep. And also the art of persuasion, if <laughs> wielded properly, <laughs> is more powerful than gravity. Gravity is thought to be the most powerful force in this universe. But if you're good enough at persuading enough smart people, they will build you a rocket that can break a gravity well of a planet. And eventually, if you're good enough, you're going to persuade enough people to break the gravity well of a goddamn black hole of Jupiter, fucking anything, the sun, if we want to enough. Like, uh, that's what I mean when persuasion is more powerful than gravity. If you've ever heard, there's a thing called a fusion candle where theoretically it's a device that could literally move Jupiter or a star. And it's something that it's a two-sided, basically torch, think of like a cutting torch, and you have it fall into the planet. The cutting torch starts blowing in one side to counteract gravity, and then it blows on the other side to start actually moving the mass of the planet so if we wanted to with enough persuasion power move the very stars in our galaxy so yes persuasion if wielded properly is more powerful than gravity itself and so that would be the most important lesson if i could impart to her would be that what 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 could go wrong with that torch i mean really moving the planet i mean nothing Hey, you know, science, <laughs> it's kind of the joke of science is all about coulda, not shoulda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. I think three more questions here. Toilet paper, over or under? And there is a right answer. Over and anyone else that does it under is a suspect communist. There you go. I'm, like, maybe, I'm sorry. Possibly like, even, maybe maybe Al Qaeda. I, yeah. like, I I I think that's reasonable. I was gonna say definitely a triple commie for sure. Oh, definitely a triple commie, <laughs> a quadruple Marxist, yeah. Um, yeah. an octuple Leninist. I, I don't even know what that means, but it's it's gotta be bad. Uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to new fathers? Oh God, I only have one valuable piece of advice to new fathers, mothers, parents of any kind. The things that annoy you now, <laughs> will, the, yeah, the things that annoy the shit out of you, <laughs> screaming, crying, whining, drooling little baby that keeps you up all night, kicking its legs at you, having to change diaper, those things that annoy you now will be the things you miss more than anything down the road. <laughs> Like, I cannot tell you what I would not give to have that again. And so that is my advice to new parents is truly enjoy that. Yes. Enjoy because the moment. it does not last long. I think that's great advice. All right. Last question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Who? Technically, isn't it sort of a bread taco? I'll go with that. It's a no. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if I, I mean, also like if you take a pizza and fold it in half, is it a taco? 
No. I mean, because you have corn tortillas and not flour tortilla. But you can have flour tortilla. To me, any pizza can potentially become a taco if you believe in yourself. <laughs> you, you're persuaded? <laughs> yeah, like, I think, like, no. No, I believe in myself. This is taco. I can eat this fucker. I don't get Like, no, I can do it. I can do it. I'm not scared. What are you doing uh, with that guacamole? Nothing. Guacamole. Guacamole. So... So the final question was hot dog sandwich or no? Yep. Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's fair. And then I guess the next question is cereal soup. Whoa. Mind blowing here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I, I feel like soup always has vegetables and, you know, some type of protein. I mean, cereal's got, you know, whole grains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> That's funny. Now, there's people that it's called secondhand smoking, but like to me, I like to think of uh, I'm like a, a secondhand vegetarian because, <laughs> like, on occasion, I eat grass fed beef. Yeah. So that's secondhand veg because, like, the shit I eat ate just this one thing so that that sort of counts that's like having salad and steak all at the same time that's not a problem (laughs) not at all not at all (laughs) like to me though like i've said this many times i'm offered a salad i'll just like i'm sorry sir ma'am uh salad is what food eats yeah it's true now now bring me my very large cut of red meat (laughs) Uh, all right, Phil. That's the that's the end of the dad questions. Thank you, sir. Uh, I know that some of them are a little tougher than others, but uh, <laughs> uh, now, happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Uh, we haven't spoken in quite a while, but uh, do you have a New Year's resolution that you're going to disappoint yourself with in a month? Just curious, throwing that out there. Uh, I don't do New Year's resolutions, yeah. but for every year. I have the same resoluteness as I have with every day, and that is to live my life to the extreme. And so every day, you see, because people ask, what does it mean to be extreme? To live your life to the extreme is to topple oneself and to conquer oneself every day and never following the worst advice you ever got in your life. Everybody's given you this advice and they mean well, but it's the worst advice you have ever gotten in your life. And every time you get it, you need to ignore it immediately. Just be yourself. No! Be better than yourself. It's not like you couldn't stand a little bit of improvement. It's like all of us could improve a little bit. We could all be either a better husband or father or boyfriend or son or like, and for, for all the ladies in the audience, you could all be a better mother, a better, a better sister, a better daughter, a better, like we could all be better in this life. We could all improve. Um, so folks, that is what it is to live to the extreme and that's the only way that i'm gonna live for every day let alone just a flip of the year on the calendar yes sir man that's awesome yeah uh i'm not really one for resolutions but i'm always trying to be better like you said that's that's exactly what i was gonna say um i fail constantly just ask my wife but i'm (laughs) but, but i 
I, I really do. I really try to be better. I try to be a, a, a great employee. I'm going to be try, uh, try to be a great business owner soon. I'm going to be, uh, I try to be a great husband, a great father, a great brother, uh, a great, a great son. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't always succeed, but I, I really do try. Uh, so yeah, try to be better. That's great. Great. So yes, live your life to the extreme. So basically you're a denizen and a citizen of the KOE nation basically i mean, you, yeah, you've, I mean you've already passed your citizenship yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. um, place, place uh, your hand upon the bible yeah. <laughs> do i have to say china china <laughs> um and do you renounce china in all its ways <laughs> in all its evil ways and the rocket man uh okay well uh, i didn't want to talk about trump first oh, i just want to talk about the the reps uh the republicans in the Re uh, house of representing uh they finally get the power and they can't get a speaker <laughs> they've had eight currently they've had eight votes and they i think it's 11 now is it 11 now yeah. oh my god yeah they the last thing I checked was eight. and they got closer because they got like it's only a matter of time because they got marjorie taylor green to crack Oh, did they and really? So yeah. it's yeah. only, but like they, they ain't got enough yet. But if they got Marjorie Taylor Green to crack, they must have taken her to the back. The great spider oh. must be like, no, you don't understand, Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> it must happen because it's like I, as people know, in 2024, I'm running for president of the United States of, of America, and uh, my my big plan is when I go to the back. And they take me to the great spider or the aliens Illuminati. I'm just going to be doing this shit. Like, <laughs> your phone. Just, just like live streaming that shit. Like, okay. And so, so how many aliens are looking down at us right now? Oh, there's like 58 different civilizations. They're all watching us. We're like a giant reality show. Motherfucker. I knew Damn it. it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Like, oh yeah. You, what? You, yeah. The, and if we were in like the Marvel DC multiple universe multiverse shit, it's like when people arrive here, we're like, yeah, we're in the Trump timeline. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the easiest way to explain it, yeah. folks. Orange man timeline. Yep. Orange man. Now, what was the question again, sir? Uh, well, I say uh, th they finally. Oh yes. The yeah, house. they find. Yeah, the house. They can't. They can't seem to get a speaker together. Um, I've already seen people say that they finally got power and they can't even get their act together to get a speaker uh voted in so the well, question as somebody that wants to see to make sure that joseph r biden is given the full jurisprudence and due process of the investigative powers that are very much owed in his direction um I, I want to make sure that we get all the concessions we need to make sure that mccarthy doesn't try the minute he said well we're not just gonna you know impeach biden all willy-nilly that's when we knew oh fuck he's compromised <laughs> the, the yeah. great spider got to him you don't understand mccarthy we might like so yeah the great spider head of the illuminati whatever what you know Pick your conspiracy end boss, okay? And whoever that is that they talk to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they got to Marjorie Taylor Greene today. Oh so that, like, But they got to McCarthy a while ago. And to me, it's like, no, if you're going to undercut it, then what the fuck is the point of even having these committees all filled with folks if we're not even going to be able 
to fucking do the investigations that we actually want to do. So I'm afraid McCarthy's got to give a few more concessions. And it's like, uh, I forget, it was, uh, I believe, Chicken in one of our side chats. Somebody asked, so what What happens if they can't get a Speaker of the House? Chicken goes, they can't spend our taxes more. I'm like, well, you know, kind of, sort of, technically. But like the Babylon B article you put, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, Speaker or... McCarthy says, we won't be able to send more money to Ukraine yeah. if I'm held up. And what's funny is I sent that to a bunch of moderate normies and they had no idea why that was funny. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, holy shit. Like, yeah, they unironically thought, like, if it didn't say Babylon B, they, if it said CNN, they would have, like, completely agreed with it. Like, it but was, then is that a moderate normie, the one that doesn't understand the Warhawk take on something? Like, I don't I don't know. I guess, yeah, yeah they, I guess it is a moderate. unironically pro-Ukraine <laughs> yeah. discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow okay all righty but so to me we can eventually get there we will get there yeah um well the, i was listening McCarthy to i was listening. eventually gonna get it but he's gonna have to make some concessions if not steve scalise is a real good pick now jim jeffries every time i hear him talk i'm like oh boy howdy yeah this guy every time he gets a new speech like you can kind of feel like he's starting to feel as though it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should be Speaker of the House. You know? Uh, yeah. 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 You're all right. I should. And like, so, yeah, this is going to be a fun couple of years because, oh, God almighty, Biden, like that fucker is getting impeached. Like, it's it's going to be fucking hilarious to watch. Like, uh, I, mean, I mean, not if the can... not if the Republicans can't get their act together, but the but the so. OK, that, so that's Biden's only hope. Is yeah, it really. Takes, like, it seriously is. Months. It seriously is. Uh, the uh, representative, I think his name's Andy Biggs. I heard him on a show, I think yesterday, and he was talking about how they said, we will vote for you if you do a balanced budget amendment. He said, no, if you will go back to Trump era border protection. Uh, and he said, no. And then they offered him uh, another concession. And he was just like, no, like, and they'll read the bill, uh, read the bill. They wanted 72 hours to actually review bills that are going through Congress. And he wouldn't agree to that. This is like the, this is, this is the most inane thing. And I was just listening to Ron Paul the other day. It's so funny. Like when he first went into Congress, he's like, yeah, we've read every bill. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like he's just, Dr. Paul is just like, this is, this is insane. Like they, they put a bill up. It's been, it's been out in the hands of the representative for eight hours if that and they're voting on it you know it's insane it's ridiculous four thousand page bills you can't read them so so mccarthy is so far is un completely unwilling to uh to kowtow to anybody i mean he's arrogant enough that he just as soon as nancy pelosi moved out of the office he moved right himself right in so uh i i, I think you're right he's gonna have to concede a lot because uh it's gonna take some time but yeah i do believe that he will get it i just he's I mean, it's not going to be quick unless he actually yeah, it's like what they're wanting is any one member of Congress can recall your house speakership. And so he's like, motherfucker, I am not going to be at the goddamn mercy of Bobert and fucking <laughs> and yeah, right. Taylor Green. Like, no. Yeah. So he's like, he could probably get away with like six, 
any six Republicans can recall you. And if he does that, he'll probably get it because really we just want to make sure that he doesn't fuck over the investigations. Cause if he does that, then fuck him and he can go right out the door because it's time we need to audit Biden and hunt uh, Joe and Hunter's joint checking account see what's been going on in there and yeah like the impeachment hearings are going to be coming shortly thereafter so speaking of mr sleepy joe uh who do you think is going to be the democrat nominee i cannot imagine it's him and i can't imagine it's kamala harris so who do they go to um you're going to hate me here, but the Democrats, they don't want to pull this card yet because they have one card for when they're in desperate, dire straits and they think they have 0% chance of winning and they can go from not being able to win at all to 100% chance they are going to win. Okay. It's their one. It's the one ace in the hole and Kamala Harris ain't it. Joe Biden, basically, if he decides to run, got a 50 50 shot basically but if he can't crack 80 million votes it doesn't matter if he's running against desantis against trump against marjorie taylor fucking green it doesn't matter if he can't crack 80 million votes the republicans gonna take it donald yeah. trump was off by forty-four thousand votes in arizona wisconsin and georgia that was a difference and joe biden had to become the most popular president in history in order to be able to overcome that. So Trump showed Republican candidates the way and Biden's not going to be able to crack that 80 million. Uh, so the one Trump card though, that the Democrats have, and you're going to hate, you're going to hate that I'm right when I say it is Michelle Obama. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. know, if they decide to run Michelle Obama, the likelihood of her winning is astronomically high. I agree. Yeah, you're right. And so that's their Trump card. They don't want to pull it out yet. Um, but they, if it looks like dark days are coming and nobody's going to be able to save them, they're going to call for Michelle and she will probably win. Oh, man, I hate how much you're right on this one. I don't like it neither. And I can't, I can't, I can't, I mean, I can't stand her. I hear her talk and I'm just like, ugh. I mean, it's not worse than Hillary. Hillary was the worst. She, her cackle and everything. She, I mean, she was god awful. But I know. But, but like, I mean, I mean, but I listened to. In Ohio and Pennsylvania <laughs> fucking love her. And apparently that's all that matters. Yeah. But it, it's. I've listened to her speeches. She says nothing. And she's. I mean, she's just. I, she just says nothing <laughs> like it, she contradicts herself and one of her speeches was just completely plagiarized um one of her last speeches actually uh, yeah, but, yeah but, well like, i mean what does it matter she I mean, doesn't write her own speeches yeah and then i mean uh yeah biden biden lied you so know, many like, freaking times one because he had the obama rub okay who's got more obama rub than michelle yeah okay like yep. she's true she's a shoe in yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't like it. I think literally, if DeSantis were to take it, um, that's a very strong candidate. I don't think they even run her against him for re-election. I think they wait till he's done and then they put Michelle up. Yeah. So uh that's that is potential. Um 
But to me, I think I think they're going to fucking force Joe to do it again. They're going to make the elder abuse campaign go for another time around. <laughs> and they're going to see if they can. Because, like, yeah, when you watch these campaigns with Joe, it, it does, like, feel a little bit like you're watching a protracted and ritualized elder abuse. There's sometimes I really honestly, I, I almost feel bad for him because I feel like, you know, he. I've said it multiple times. Like, I feel like he should be at home resting, eating pudding, you know, doing whatever, yep. you know you know doing whatever old people do with their time you know just resting because it's it's it to me it's obvious he's not well uh so i i but then only part of me feels bad for him so because i I know what a piece of garbage uh, he is so the show our cartoon president great show and like (laughs) joe biden he was always in his basement and like he was so thrilled when jill installed a pee drain into the corner of the room and now i don't have to go up the stairs because jill installed my pee drain (laughs) and then so it's like no i'm sorry i gotta go to this campaign event if i don't jill says she's gonna plug up my pee drain it's like it was his biggest thing like he didn't have to go up the stairs he got a piss drain now and it was like and so yeah i bet that's where joe's like i'm just in the basement i got my pee drain i'm watching my matlock and that's it (laughs) like it's and his handlers are working like the little sociopath status they are that's awesome oh my god i have a story for that but i'm not going to share that right now so uh all right uh trump now he get, he gets raided in Mar-a-Lago, right? He yep. they told him that he they were going to recommend criminal charges for January sixth, and now they conceded that. And Mar-a-Lago, they we've heard absolutely nothing. It was like a week, two weeks straight, where it went back and forth, and then all of a sudden it went quiet. So, I guess my question is. Do you think either one is going to result in any amount of charges? No. (laughs) No. No, it was always a show. It was always just a public... uh, It was always just a publicity stunt. So, no, it's not going to result in any criminal charges of any kind. They might try something, like, right as the primaries start. Like, I could see the Southern District of New York trying some shit right as primary season starts just to try and muddy the waters. But no, nothing that's going to stick is going to come from any of this because it was always fake news, hoax, bullshit. We always knew it was. And turns out, what do you know? Now, vindicated I, again. I really, so January 6th was garbage. That, all that stuff was gar- hot garbage. Like, I, I, the no one watched those show trials and it it just it it was a nothing you know yeah it's just nothing so i was really not surprised at that one that one i was just like yeah like he shouldn't yeah that shouldn't well, be charged but look, with like mar-a-lago times democrats the reason you lost the house is because you spent two years doing public public therapy sessions about january 6th rather than trying to actually help the american people when shit got hard yeah well yeah yeah i mean they helped make it hard but yeah they yeah they i mean just their last budget alone shows that they don't give a shit about the american people so uh but that being said i, mean, I really we, thought Mar- money to send to that ukraine there oh yeah we, we, we need more money <laughs> that's why we need to elect the speaker um so <laughs> i really thought mar-a-lago something might come of that whether whether it's fabricated or not i really thought 
I really thought that something might finally put at least push Trump into court because if he's in proceedings, then he might not be able to run that type of thing. So do maybe maybe that will still happen. I mean, because if they wait long enough, um, you know, they'll hit him during uh, a campaign season. Yeah, apparently so did Merrick Garland, but uh, nothing yet. So, yeah. but yeah, Merrick Garland, like, yeah, you don't think there's a little bit of uh, impartiality there? The guy who, you know, stiffed him for his Supreme Court position. Yeah. He's now signing off on raiding the guy's <laughs> home. Like, uh, that's Banana Republic shit right there. So luckily, Merrick Garland goes away in two years. Um, so luckily he will not like, thank Christ alive. He never made it to the Supreme court. Otherwise we'd have to deal with his ass for the rest of our lives. We only have to deal with him for two more years now. They don't do it anymore. Like a lot of the stuff they don't do, but in the constitution or, I mean, it doesn't explicitly say it, but you can impeach judges. They don't do it. They'll never do it. Not nowadays anyway, but you could do it technically. So, um, yes, technically, but it's kind of like adding an amendment to the constitution. It yeah. can be done, but it's a Herculean effort. Yeah. No one wants to really do it. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. Uh, yeah. and it's one of those things like when people talk about like, we need to amend the constitution to change the second amendment. I'm always like, okay, I know you're not going to amend it to the point where I got like suddenly all these like way more second amendment rights. Like, no, no, fuck you. Nice try. <laughs> uh yeah all right uh budget 1.7 trillion dollars 44 billion to ukraine <laughs> and 800 over 800 billion for uh the defense budget what what's your take on this behemoth well you know when i am elected president uh, a lot of this gravy train to a lot of these different places around the world is gonna be significantly thinner in its gravy. It's gonna be, there's gonna be more milk poured in to definitely thin it out a little more uh, because yeah, the massive military defense budgets, uh, a significant portion of that will be repurposed to space force so that we can <laughs> conquer space. Jeez. And whether you like it or not, guess what? If we run space, we run the earth. You want to know why? Because even though the fact that he was more powerful, why did Anakin Skywalker lose to Obi-Wan Kenobi? Because he had the high ground. Okay? <laughs> if we just have satellites with some Jesus. tungsten rods in them pointing down at Russia, China, fucking everybody else, like, guess what? we kind of win. It's like, yeah, no, fuck you. Or else we just release the tungsten rods. They pull them down. Gravity does the rest. All the fun, none of the fallout. So yeah, like it's <laughs> once we, once we conquer space, we conquer the earth and then we conquer the solar system. And so, yes, a piece of this massive military defense budget needs to be repurposed to space so that the people, the, the several hundred trillion people that will inhabit our solar system in 10,000 years are not all speaking Chinese. <laughs> all right, interesting, interesting. So uh, take care of the gravy train 
and pump it into space force yes and ironically like and uh, that that's that is a very that will be one of the most consequential things of my administration is actually funding and repurposing the space force so <laughs> that and I, I know that sounds like a like people with military experience all kind of roll their eyes and hey but no in 10,000 years if our progeny is actually exploring the stars children in school are going to learn and then in the 21st century the space force in which we are all members of was founded by a person on planet earth named donald trump <laughs> yes ten thousand years from now donald trump will be educated to young children that'll be the only snippet they know about the man but it'll be like so there you go so yes that that is what the koe administration will be doing with at least a nice little chunk of the defense budget once we uh wrap up this whole ukraine nonsense yeah and uh hopefully yemen as well uh yeah, he'll be known for Space Force and being impeached twice. Unsuccessfully, but twice. <laughs> He's the impeachment champion. He is. He's defeated he is. more impeachments than any other president, okay? Like, yeah. Because he he's the best. He defeated one while he wasn't even president, okay? <laughs> he didn't even have an executive powers and still beat out that impeachment, okay? That's pretty fucking impressive. Well done. He only had super citizen powers and still didn't fucking... <laughs> they still didn't have the balls to go through with it. That would so. be a great speech if he just comes out and be like, who's, who's been impeached twice? This guy who beat these impeachments this guy they can't get me they can't get me <laughs> now what's funny is uh matt gates he actually nominated trump for speaker of the house that's awesome um and to me i was like wow somebody needs to start the twitter hashtag hashtag mike lindell was right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and yeah. then they're gonna nominate trump the speaker of the house and then he's uh. gonna become the president through this thing here and like yeah that was what that's where mike lindell was having to go at one point to make trump president it oh was, my god uh it was interesting to watch but yeah so let's see uh uh, we were uh, oh yes what what are we gonna do with this massive budget yeah I like, like I said I think that's about as much as I'm gonna be able to do like if I try to divert any more money out of the military industrial complex I mean like we we've seen what happens to the presidents that try to divert money from the military industrial complex i mean hell trump was just slightly not friendly to the intelligence community and look what they did to him so like it, i i believe i've said this many times but i'm gonna have to end up nominating to the head of the dod basically the equivalent of dick cheney's floating brain in a jar to be allowed to keep my office and if i do that they'll probably let me stay president for like six terms <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't see why not i don't see why not um, like, oh god he, he had the foresight to make the head of the dod which is the biggest budget in all god's creation yes it's dick cheney's floating brain in a jar okay he gets it that's this all right look, uh, <laughs> this it. kid's got moxie let's give him six turns <laughs> <laughs> like what <the> fuck <laughs> uh all right and um last but not least the i think the uh biggest freedom of speech uh blunder that's going to be in our era for sure is uh the twitter files uh if you haven't heard the fbi is pretty much single-handedly responsible not single-handedly because there's other three-letter agencies that were also responsible including yes. the dhs um for limiting peach people's speech through twitter 
Mm-hmm. It was through more, but like we're just getting the. Oh yeah, the we're we're getting the info through Twitter. Now, yeah. here's the thing: I, I always like to posit this to people, and it's something to keep before your mind when you hear about these Twitter files. Benito Mussolini, he actually ran an openly fascist government, and he defined fascism as the merger of state and corporate power. I'm going to say that again. The merger of state and corporate power. And now we have a form of techno-fascism that's arisen where we have the government going to private corporations and either through carrot and stick, and let's be frank, it's a combination of threats and bribery, to get them to basically carry out state prerogatives that they could not achieve through law or legislation. That is definitionally fascist. And so the Twitter files were not just, oh my, we got a little bit of corruption maybe in the FBI. We got a little corruption maybe in Twitter. No, it's unfortunately like the parody of the old Beatles song now. We all live in a fascist regime, a fascist regime, a fascist regime. We all live in a fascist regime. Eat it, folks. Eat it. It doesn't taste good. But this is our lives now. This is our government now. This is how we are managed and controlled. They don't believe in information control. They believe in narrative control if you don't have the right narratives we now have the evidence you will be silenced doesn't matter if they do it through hook or crook they will silence you so it's so there's been so there's multiple things they they were using lawyers they were using uh, fbi agents who are now lawyers at twitter or or became lawyers at twitter um and there was also a payment for I think two or three years, they paid Twitter over three, uh, I think it was $3 million. And the other thing was, okay, so so there's the, the way to think of it, if you're still thinking, well, it's a private company, they can do what they want. But here's the problem Winky with that. Face. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem with that. If the FBI, the White House, the CIA, or DHS, or name your three-letter agency, calls Twitter and says, this person should not be on Twitter anymore. And then they do it. They're acting as an agent of. Yeah, exactly. When I was a Border Patrol agent, if I looked at someone and said, hey, go talk to that person right there, they are acting as an agent of me, as the Border Patrol, as a, a federal worker, as a government worker. They were acting as an agent for me. Now, I never did that. However, the Twitter files proves that government in general i mean you can name the three-letter agency they had access to twitter including oh what was it it wasn't baronson it was a uh, different someone else uh i won't remember them but they uh basically it was like a the governor of uh of a a state that called Twitter and was like, you need to get this person off the line. <laughs> like, it was like, what? Like, how many people have access to Twitter higher-ups? Uh, and it was largely going one way. So I, I don't know how they do it, but is anything actually going to come of this? Mm. 
I mean, because Elon I, I Elon owns highly Twitter doubt now. It because now remember they also buried the Hunter Biden story, which was kind oh of yeah huge. Another thing, but keep this in mind um, when people say because I'm I'm going to be very careful in my words here because I am not saying that anything has been proven. No court of law has ever proven anything, uh, it, or has uh, at least been examined in a court of law. But when the FBI 50 former intelligence agencies it wasn't the fbi it was cia former 50 intelligence agents and there's yeah. no such thing as former in the intelligence community yeah. signed off on a letter stating that the hunter biden laptop story was russian misinformation okay i want you to keep this in mind the oxford english dictionary definition of rig as a crime manage or conduct something fraudulently so as to produce a result or situation that is advantageous to a particular person. So I want you, so what did the FBI do <laughs> when they knowingly signed a letter that they knew was false? They managed and conduct something fraudulently, which was sign that letter, so as to produce a result or situation that is advantageous to a particular person, Joseph R. Biden. So by the Oxford English Dictionary definition of rigged, you could point to such a thing that it happened by our government. Yeah. Openly interfering in elections. So that is something to keep before your mind with uh, this Twitter file here is we have gone to what I have coined the phrase techno fascist. Uh, we are now in a new era of techno fascism. And now that the emperor wears no clothes, the bigger question is, what are we going to do with it? Because like I keep saying, what are these big tech companies going to do with this near godlike power that they've been given to control the narrative? Whatever they can. Whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah so that's, and the, and, that's what's at stake here. And this is like this isn't just Twitter. You know, Zuck, Zuckerberg there was on uh Rogan and he all but that he all but admitted that the FBI has a fast track to them as well. So this is this is not exclusive to Twitter, so which is also scary. So um, I, I think this is huge, and I think that not, nothing's really going to happen from, you know, nothing's going to happen from it. Like, no one's going to be put in jail. No one's going to get fined. Like, it, like this is, nothing's going to happen, even though I think this is one of the worst things to happen uh, in, a, in a long time. Like, I, I mean, because also they were, they were, they were silencing people during COVID and for misinformation when they were actually promoting the people that were promoting misinformation. So, yep, it, and like it, that it, that's huge. guy, like they're proving he just specifically wanted Trump gone. He just hated Trump and yeah. wanted him gone. And so, like it's it's fascinating to see this. And like I said, it's. Uh, it's techno fascism because they couldn't get it done through the law. They couldn't get it done through legislation, but they found a way to silence the disfavored citizens anyways. And so, yeah, that's like, that's what we have now is disfavored citizens, people who are favored citizens and disfavored citizens. And so folks, this is why you need to really oppose the Chinese social credit score that's coming to America very soon. Yeah. I, I, anytime I'm, I'm listening to a show and I hear someone say, but don't worry, people are waking up. And I'm like, no, they're not. 
No, they're mm. not. It's the same people that listen to politics that are listening to politics. The same mad people. <laughs> like, there's only a certain percentage of people that listen and are involved you know, on a day-to-day basis who try to stay informed. There's just a very limited people um, who are even decently informed. So I, I just laugh every time I hear that. <laughs> I've been hearing yeah, it. I've been like hearing it since I started listening to political radio and it just hasn't happened yet. So I, I'm not, I will not be surprised if absolutely zero happens from this. It's like uh, there's a parody song that I actually kind of rewrote years ago, and uh, one of the elect one of the lines is "The election's a lie," and I think you'll find most people know, but they just don't mind. Like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's like yeah, a lot of people know. They, they just, just accept it. They just yeah, accept it. The like, politicians lie, and the elections are are what they are. <laughs> you know, like meh, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, one of the lines and there's calling people sheeple won't wake them up. It's it's unfortunate. Like you can yell, you can bleat sheep into their face and it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Uh, because the sad truth is swimming alone at sea is not the kind of freedom that a lot of people actually want. Okay. Like it's like, I, I forget who said that, but yeah, it's a great line. Like, you'd rather follow the sad truth is a lot of people would rather follow the school into the net because swimming alone at sea is not the kind of freedom that you actually want. And that's, uh, unfortunately that's a lot of people. Like we can all think oh, yeah. of at least probably two dozen people off the top of our, of our head that would follow the school right into that net. Well, I mean, it's hard to be responsible and, you know, <laughs> and independent. It's, it's difficult. So, uh, well, also, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, if in your area of the country, you got a lot of cattle pasture, um, but around here, we've got a lot of cattle pasture. And there's a fascinating thing that happens. Like, let's use my American flag here as like kind of an example of a big square cattle pasture. And the cows will all be here in the blue area. And then one cow, just one, will start wandering over here to some other area of the pasture. And what will happen is fascinating. <laughs> the entire fucking herd will follow that one cow. <laughs> and they don't know why. They just know there must be something over here. Maybe there's better grass over here or something. I don't know. Yeah. And so the entire herd will follow the one cow that breaks away. And they have no idea why. <laughs> and, and it's also kind of funny is that the reason you have to put up fence for cows is because if you don't in a storm they'll die because it's the difference between an independent wild bison and a domesticated cow because a cow if a storm rolls in they'll turn their back to the storm and they will walk and they'll follow the storm for miles (laughs) until they die uh like just drop of exhaustion oh my god a bison on the other hand it's why they're so thick and furry up front is because they know when a storm comes you turn into the wind and you walk into the wind and you'll get through the storm faster Jeez. and so yeah. that's the difference between but yeah like i know it's like i was giving you that story about followers and being a follower but it's also just kind of an interesting little difference between being you know following your own nature and staying to your own nature and being domesticated 
It's funny, yeah. Uh, talking persuasion. I was li- I'm listening to a book called Influencer, and it's not influence, influence, not influencer, influence. It's a it's kind of a persuasion slash selling book, and okay. the the author and narrator talks about how they they did an experiment. They uh, they purposely gave the whole group except for one person the wrong answer, and they wanted that whole group to pretend like that was the true answer Mm, and a true gaslight yeah and so that one person who knows who looks at the question knows the right answer but then everyone else around them is saying the wrong answer right like they're saying c but they know that a is the right answer and basically what ends up happening is that person even though they know the right answer is a they they end up saying they end up saying c because they will they won't stray from the group they won't stray from popular opinion they won't they it it's just it's just too hard so not everyone of course but just a lot of people so it, it's funny that you mentioned that. I just instantly thought of that. So the, um, so just the power of persuasion with just a group of people, like just 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 following oh. the herd. Now, uh, have you ever heard of the Milgram's experiment? Maybe I don't know, recognize the okay. name. Um, this uh, the Milgram experiments was on obedience to authority figures were a series yes. of social psychology yep. experiments conducted at Yale University. Yes. They I measured should. the willingness of a student part- study participant, 40 men in the age range of 20 to 50 from a diverse range of occupations with varying levels of education to obey an authority figure who instructed them to perform acts conflicting with their personal conscience. Participants were led to believe that they were assisting an unrelated experiment in which they had to administer electric shock to a learner. These fake electric shocks gradually increased to the level that would have been fatal had they been real and what was shocking is that the psychologist said like well i mean even though they'll be under orders um it, like it'll be like five percent that actually does it and then they expanded it to not just these men but also to women and to the at one point is 400 people and they found that almost every last one of them got yeah. to the point of a fatal shock because they had a stern looking authority figure telling them that they had to and so it's one of those when you hear people say just following orders it's like eh, boy apparently yeah people will do some crazy shit when under orders. So like hearing about that made me immediately think of the Milgram's experiment. And it's like, yeah, the power of persuasion, like I said, is more like you can get somebody that absolutely doesn't believe in killing to administer a fatal level shock just by raising their anxiety and having the power of persuasion. And it's even, it's even worse. Like the person that was acting like they were getting the shock was screaming their head Mm -hmm. off, right? Like they were pretending like they were being shocked. Yeah. yeah, They were telling them like people kept fucking. They they were telling them, they like, this was actually in the persuasion book I was just telling you about. And he, he, and they said that, uh, the person was, you know, even at one point they were saying, I can't, my chest like something's hurts in my chest something hurts in my chest and they still shock the hell out of him just because of the, mm-hmm. 
the person told them to. Uh, yeah, like, there it's was a, only it's two amazing. people that got up and like did anything like, I can't about do this. it. Like yeah. out of the four hundred people they experimented on, like there was one lady who just like got up and walked out of the room, and then like one guy that tried to like break into the room, like what the fuck is going on with this guy? <laughs> um, and then everybody else just fucking hit, hit it that the button. Way. Hit so, that button. Yeah. So yeah, the power of persuasion, like I said earlier, it's more powerful than gravity if wielded properly. So yeah. well, this is well, this is my point. This is in that. This is why I was saying, like, I don't think really anything is going to happen, even though people's rights are being subverted completely. And I, I mean, and it's right there in black and white. If you like, no one's reporting it except for Twitter, right? So no one's really paying attention to to it, other than you know maybe Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi, like actual like independent journalists that no one else reads except no, for a few you don't of need us. To put the but, word independent, just actual journalists. Yeah, sorry, you're right. You're right. Actual journalists, actual people that will go and look for you know truth. It's like and, I don't agree with either of them on a lot, but oh yeah, a ton of stuff. Those two are actual yeah. fucking journalists. G- like Glenn Green, Glenn Greenwald them. is amazing. He he. Like, every time Greenwald I hear him, putting his own life on the line. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. He's 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 awesome. So I um and yeah, and I don't. I think he's a socialist or uh, he's definitely like a left Like so, we definitely politically would not agree with him on quite a few things. But he, I mean, he's a bit more to the left than I am. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I, and this is why I don't think stuff is because it's easy to just go along with a herd. It's easy to just say, oh, it's not that big a deal and just move along, even though your information's being, you know, stolen from these people and you're being censored uh, if you don't go with the main narrative of the government at the time, which is just God awful. And I mean, I mean, you don't have to hate government like I do, but you should at least be skeptical of them, right? Like, like what ha- what happened to that? I was about to say, there's some people that they're so invested in statism that it's almost another religion. It's got its oh, deities, sure. its churches, yeah. its sins, its uh, like its rituals. So to them, it's like you're literally asking like a catholic to deny the fact that the pope is the vicar of christ on earth okay like it's it's to that level it's that deep they think that a state edict has the same objectivity as physics oh my god i I agree i agree with you i i just i some people live their life through politics and it and well through their party really and not necessarily politics they just they just live that party line period (laughs) you know and if you're not following that they think you're the devil yeah we are like it's kind of funny when people say like i i always hate when people talk about like oh bipartisanship and reaching across the aisle why do we pretend that this is something like nobody really believes it nobody actually wants it okay (laughs) so we're at a point where we're I don't know how divided we are as a country. And like, this is one thing I always use as a barometer. Cause I always talk to like my old man and a lot of his buddies. And I ask him like, okay, things might be bad here. And I've been saying this throughout the years, but was it as bad as the sixties? And usually they say like, nah, nah, the sixties is like, we thought shit was really going to topple over into nothing in the sixties. Like that was, we, we legitly thought it was done and it wasn't all that. And then something shifted. After the Trump raid on Mar-a-Lago, now they're all like, 
Yeah, this is worse than the 60s, man. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ford didn't fucking have LBJ's house fucking raided. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. Like, yeah, this is a lot worse. Like, this is way worse than the 60s. So that made me a little worried when the old timers like, yeah, this is this is actually considerably worse than the 60s. Sorry, kids. Uh, uh, like, so that, that worried me. Uh, well, Phil... I think we're going to leave it there. Uh, thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, do you want to do your outro before I do mine, or would you? Do you well, want the I honors? Believe, I believe that's only appropriate, sir. Um, <laughs> as I'm known to say around here and in all the other shows that I appear on, folks. <laughs> all that being said, thank you for joining us here at Dad's Worldwide for this exclusive interview with the incredible, the powerful, the pleasurable Phil K.O.E. right here on Dad's International, folks. This has been an incredible time. I am your King of Extreme, Phil K.O.E., the man of the hour, the man of the power, the man that makes you the podcast cower. You can find me at K.O.E. Nation on YouTube, K.O.E. Nation on TikTok, K.O.E. Nation on Twitch, folks. I hope all of you make it back here to KOE Nation, to Big Bucket Empire, and to Dads Worldwide. Happy, healthy, much the wiser. God bless every last one of you. Travel well, friends. Brendan, take it away. Thank you, sir. And uh, thank you again for coming on tonight. Much appreciated. Love speaking with Phil here. All right, folks, you know how to get a hold of me, Brendan, at dadsww.com, if I could speak. And then... If you can't stand me, you can't stand this episode, you want to talk about Phil behind his back, hate mail at dadsww.com. <laughs> and, of course, that'll be read on air, so he'll find out. So just so you know. Just Sweet. so you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, any suggestions for the show, hit me up at my Brendan email address, and uh, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, I have quite a few listens every week i can see them but even from singapore i still see you i still see you uh i i and i barely get to, actually last week i gotta i can't say that last week i got quite a few emails from quite a few quite a few people telling me that their kids were also ungrateful twat waffles so i <laughs> much appreciated for that info but i want to hear some more so please hit me up jump on the socials instagram twitter uh dad's ww or dad's ww podcast on instagram and uh, facebook and uh, please give us a like a follow share all right folks thanks for listening later dads worldwide loyal listeners possibly you, you.